Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1019. Work hard, play hard, drive fast, be safe, and family first. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dennis Pitsenbarger. Hey, Dennis, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You know I am. I always pull the belt tight when I want to have some fun. There you go. I'll try to keep it between the rails. Dennis Pitsenbarger is the host of Discovery's all-new series, Sticker Shock, the series that answers the question, what's my car worth? Sticker Shock kicks off with a special premiere on Monday, April 30th, and the series premiere starts Wednesday, May 2nd on Discovery. Dennis's motto, drive fast, work hard, and talk about cars constantly, makes a lot of sense in his world. Dennis is a walking encyclopedia of automotive history and fuel-powered folklore. He's a racer, an automotive industry expert, and a classic car restorer, and forever is on the hunt for his next set of wheels. He's driven at Wisconsin's Road America, Oregon's Portland International Raceway, in fact, I even know that he might have gone upside down there once that we, we learned about. California's Laguna Seca, New York's Watkins Glen, and in the Great American Stock Car Series. So buckle up and join Dennis and me on a very animated and exciting ride into his automotive world. So Dennis, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? When you say the word career, it's really not a job. I I think that you would share the same kind of insider, uh, call it information or insight that if you love what you do, it's not a job. And to play with anything automotive is truly what it's all about. You know, I I go to work every day at a shop here in Portland and I uh, take care of customers. But at the end of the day, it's really just about having fun. And it's weird to think after all these years, you know, coming up on the backside of my 40s, pushing 50 out as far as I can in front of me that all this started (laughs) when I was 12 years old. I mean, I, I got my first car when I was 12 years old. I had multiple cars by the time I was out of high school. Body and paint is somehow took a weird exit along the way, just, you know, like, hey, let's take that exit, steered the car off of the the mainstream freeway, and all of a sudden ended up being someone that wanted to talk about cars to the public. And I just had a really lucky, lucky time at life to be able to share my passion. And I guess my gift of gab, if that's what it is, Another way of saying I won't shut up is I just love to talk to people about cars. Now, I can talk all day, but what makes it fun is being able to listen to other people's stories. And and I've been able to do that along a very lucky career. And like I said, I, I, I don't even know why I use the word career. I have a lot of fun talking to people about anything that they love that goes fast, has a throttle, brakes, eh, optional, but it's just <laughs> about having that fun. And, and, and along the way, I've done everything from body and paint to, you know, uh, to helping build cars, to, to, to building my own, to blowing up several of my own. And as forementioned, even a, putting a couple of them on their lids. You obviously found the secret sauce to life, and that's what Cars Yeah is all about inspiring automotive enthusiasts. And definitely you're going to inspire us today and 
As we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests this question. For a success quote or a mantra, something that has meaning for you, it's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars. Yeah, so Dennis, take the wheel. I would probably say something as simple as this. Work hard, play hard, drive fast, be safe, and family first. Because I am kind of that quintessential regular American guy. I mean, I I go home, I go to work, and I bust my butt. I go home, and I try to have as much fun as I can with my family. When it all comes down to it, a lot of us put a lot more time than we should into life that might not be as rewarding as others. But for me, working my butt off so I can have fun and at the same time balance that with my family and more importantly, my wife and my daughter, that's what it's all about. You know, just keep it simple, stupid. Work hard, play hard, and love your family. Yeah, it's a pretty simple concept, but it's a balancing act, that's for sure. But you've obviously figured it all out. Well, you told us at the beginning about being about 12 years old and having multiple cars in your life. I want you to go back and share a story that instigated this passion for cars that you have, because it runs very deep. It's been in you for a long, long time. Tell us about that pivotal moment when you knew in life you were a car guy. It all started with my favorite brother-in-law trying to steal my sister. Um, I've told this story many times and really what it comes down to is I have three older sisters and the youngest of the three, we were very, very tight. And the, 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 the guy came into our lives that was going to steal my favorite sister away. The one that would go take me out and and play around in her car. That was a hand-me-down for mom and dad. And they both knew, both, and by both, I mean my father, who's now passed away, and my brother-in-law, knew that they had to, I guess, rope-a-dope me in a sort of way to not make me be so focused on my sister being stolen from me. And I say sure. that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things where he drove, when I first met my brother-in-law, and my dad was a mechanic for years, he, he had a beautiful... When, I was growing up, had a beautiful 72 Chevy pickup truck and, and a lot of cool cars, everything from that to El Caminos, et cetera. And my brother-in-law drove a beautiful 1965 409 Impala. Now, if you know Impalas, you know that in 65, a, a 409 Impala was a very hard thing to find. And they had a plan to basically... I joke and say rope-a-dope, the jingly keys, get his attention over here so we don't see me, you know, marrying his sister over there. <laughs> they they rolled a 64 Chevy in the backyard, and from the very get-go, the hook was set. And mm. before I ever had a driver's license, I had gotten rid of that car and had a 63 Impala, and it just started to roll downhill from there. And it was just one of those things that, as I got deeper into it, I, I wanted to be them. I wanted to be the guy who my dad and my and my brother-in-law were, which were out, you know, power shifting his M22 and his Camaro and and having a good time. And it just one of those things that just, I, I emulated that. And, and I was just inundated from a, from a young age. And, and along the way, I got in trouble for doing things like taking my dad's really nice snap-on tools out in the yard and maybe mowing over a few of them, spitting them oh. out of the riding lawnmower, <laughs> you know, and it's just all those funny things that make you up. And, 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 
always the kid that wanted to have the fastest kid, you know, car in high school and doing all that silly stuff like, well, I, I can't afford header, so I'll just cut the exhaust off behind the manifolds because it sounds cool or whatever silliness that I came up with. And it's that. It's learning the art of the power brake and trying to explain to your dad why you have two brand new tires that are bald in a weekend uh, and all those silly things that you did when you were young. And it just kind of naturally progressed into me walking into a body shop when I was still very, very young. And I want to know how you do that. A very cool guy named Mike Jones looked at me and said, well, why don't we see if you can make it to work every day? And I didn't just start doing body and paint. I got handed a broom and a couple of weeks of showing up that I knew how to push a broom. All of a sudden they were showing me how to do stuff in a body shop. And well, all my friends in high school were off going skiing or, you know, enjoying all this stuff. I was the geek that hung around a body shop and, and it started there and it just kind of snowballed into the crazy ride I've been on. Very cool. Well, the Impala decoy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Write that one down. Yeah. The decoy. I like that. Dennis, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You're an entrepreneur and that's an up and down roller coaster ride in life. So I'd love for you to share a big challenge or a big failure that you've perhaps faced along the way. And of course, these are incredible learning lessons for us. If you look at them the right way, they teach us a lot more than succeeding in many cases. So tell us about one of those experiences and kind of walk us through it and tell us how it helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your business. I was just silly enough to start a business about two years before the infamous 2008-2009 meltdown of our economy. Uh, and I, yeah, that was, that was a learning experience on many levels. And yes. I look back on it now and it was a great stepping stone for me to understand how to slow down and think a little bit ahead of your action instead of being kind of that whirling dervish bull in a china shop pick your metaphor i had a small radio show and a small tv show with some great guys here in my hometown of portland oregon and all seemed to be great and with greatness uh, as well i don't know about greatness but you know with success came a little money and with a little bit of money and a little bit of credit you start buying things like harley davidson's and motorhomes and race cars, and a lot of things that I really shouldn't have afforded. Mm -hmm. And I guess what really helped me learn through a tremendous crash and a business going under and hitting rock bottom, and I don't mean that I was under a bridge living in a cardboard box. I had to, in my opinion, looking back, I didn't want to go through it, but I went through a major crash in life where all I had at that point was my wife and my daughter. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. We went from a four bedroom, two bath house and cars and bikes and toys and money to living in a two bedroom, one bath apartment with no money, no cars, no toys, no nothing. Oh, wow. and, wow. and, and you know what? A lot of people go through that and it's not going through it. It's how you bounce back from it. Yes. And it's a very old metaphor as one door closes, another door opens. That's where I got really, truly what was a shot that helped me vault up to the point where I get to entertain people on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. While yeah. all of those doors were closing and everything seemed so bleak, 
a door opened to Hot Rod Magazine, and I got to be the voice of Hot Rod Magazine's radio show, which led me to doing things that were either on video, on TV, etc. So that adversity, that thing I had to go through, though painful, though frustrating, though heartbreaking, I knew in the end all I needed was my family and my true friends. And like I said, going through that then was what made it strong and what made me who I am today. The ability to look past hurdles, past adversity, past things that maybe as you get older don't seem as important. And it was one of those big pivotal points in my life where it took me that big crash, both financially and a little bit of career-wise, to take a step and all of a sudden doors open. And all of a sudden I'm at SEMA and I'm the voice of this and I get to do that. And I'm making friends with this company, that company, this character, that character. And I've always been the same guy. And a lot of people go, you know, it's funny as these things happen, as you gain success, people say, well, don't forget the little people. And I never will because I'm just one of the little people. I've never, even in my day job, I'm the janitor. I joke. I'm literally, well, I am part janitor. I'm, (laughs) you know, the operations manager, again, AKA janitor at a little place called Elite Widow Tinning in Portland, Oregon. I'm just the guy that gets to talk to customers and bring them in and talk to them. And it's all of those things that fall into this kind of pattern that has made me so fun to talk to, I think. And I love talking to people about what's going on in their life. But I always remember that I'm just a regular guy that wants to talk to the regular guy about what they got. Now, I love millionaires because they spend money on silly stuff and, you know, where I bought, you know, I might build a Camaro with a little small block in it. They might spend a quarter million dollars making a a SEMA quality show car with all the money they could spend. To me, the guy who builds a $3,000 car does just as much cool stuff as a guy who spends 3 million. So, you know, it's that, I guess, big hurdles in life that has made me really, every time you could step off the cliff and have nothing. And that's helped me be a pretty humble guy. Yeah, I, that's the takeaway I've got from this. And I appreciate you taking us down a, a really personal and challenging and painful road. But the takeaway I hear is remain humble, but also you realize as you get older in life that all these things, all the bling, all the fancy stuff that you think was important really is not. It's family and sticking together with family and realizing that, you know what, it will improve. Things will get better and look at where you ended up. Uh, but that's a tough lesson to go through. And boy, I've had a lot of guests on the show that went through things like that. It is not easy. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum, though. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment, kind of a pivot in your career. It sounds like you've had a bunch of them in your career, but pick one that really had meaning for you and kind of walk us through that. One of the things that was really weird in an aha kind of way for me was going to SEMA after I'd been exposed to, I guess you'd call it, not only a national, but a global audience. And that was an opportunity I had also through the Discovery Family Network with Velocity and Discovery. And going to SEMA and being in that community that is so hardcore automotive uh, infused gave me the ability to walk through those hallways and have people that literally didn't even speak my native tongue. I had people walking up that wanted a picture with me and I would always do the same thing. Why do you want a picture with me? 
I'm just a guy. I'm just some guy. And it was one of those things that I don't know if aha is the right label. I hope I'm going down the right path for you. But it was one of those things that it really, it was just so cool that people were entertained. And, and I love doing that. I love being able to make people happy and, and dive away from reality is the right word, but dive away into something like a program and have some fun. Yeah. And I love to bring people along on that journey. And so that moment where I had people coming up to me, I had people coming up from Australia, South America, Asian countries that were walking up to me that wanted my picture. And I always said the same silly thing. Well, what do you want a picture with me for? You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the guy that was on TV. And those kind of moments make it really, really neat to, to know that there's people out there that just kind of like letting me do what I love to do, which is be an automotive nerd that gets to entertain you. Yeah, no doubt. What fun. What fun. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back and talk about your first really special car. Not necessarily your first car, but it might be. But the car that really had great meaning for you. Maybe you saved up for it or it was something you really wanted. And share a memory about that vehicle, if you would. Oh, boy. How many? Oh, gosh. I mean, how many cars have I owned? Um, well, that's why I say first. We got, we'll just talk about the first one because you've had way too many. We could do a whole hour-long show on the cars you've had. Yeah, I could probably. It would take me a piece of paper and a pencil to think of all the cars I've owned. I think it's been said before. It's always the last one. Right now, I am probably more in love with the car I'm putting together than any other car because it's just that the last one that I've been involved with, which is my, of all things, a 1995 Z28 convertible. Mm. Now I, I bought it as a driver. It was a fun little six speed car. It was just going to be my summer car. I wasn't going to do anything to it. I wasn't going to modify it or, or play with it. Now, all of a sudden, it's at the cage shop for its drag for its cage. It's got, you know, <laughs> racing seats and a fire system. And I pulled yeah. the, you know, the LT one out of it and uh, done a bottom end on it and head work. And all of a sudden my little driver turned into a drag car. I don't know how, I don't know what path I, where I, you know, wandered off the path on that one. But right now, honestly, out of all the cars I've owned, it always comes down to that one that you have in your hands. And right now, I got to tell you, it's funny to say that a fourth gen Camaro is the one I love, but I've always been a Camaro nut. I've always been a GM nut. Right now, that is the car I love the most. It's something I'm, I'm literally, as we're doing this interview, I've gotten text messages from the guy at the cage shop teasing me with the half-completed pictures <laughs> before it goes to powder coat. So I, I'm looking forward to beating on it senseless at the track and having a lot of fun with it. But right now, that's got to be my favorite car. Your favorite. That, that sounds funny. Yeah. Well, Dennis, of course you weren't going to leave it alone. Where on earth did you ever think you were going to do that? There's no way. There's no well, way. You know, that's, well, you know, that's what I tell my wife. I promise okay. I won't okay. modify this one. I promise yeah. I won't do anything to that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As she, as she rolls her eyes. She's known you for too long. How, how about seller's remorse? Is there... One car you can think of of all the cars you've owned, but you've let go that you really wish you had back. And let's take let's take money out of the equation. Just emotion. Actually, one of the cars I probably wish I still had 
was the 63 Impala that I had. It was just a sport coupe. It was an 09 car. It was a, it was a sport coupe 09 car with dog dish hubcaps and a power glide. And it was a car that still to this day, I know, yeah, I'd be worth a ton of money, but it was just one of those cars that was so perfect. And you can't buy those kind of cars for $3,500, $4,500 anymore. And, right. and it was just a car that, you know, back in the 80s, it was just another Impala. I think if I could go back and own any of the cars, I, if I could pick that one, probably would be the 63 Impala. Yeah, sounds like it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I want you to share a little more with my listeners about this new show, Sticker Shock. And I'll remind them that this is on Discovery, and it's going to premiere on Monday, April 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time. And uh, the official series premieres on Wednesday, May 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time. So, Dennis, tell our listeners a little bit about the show, what it's all about, what they might expect to enjoy when they watch it. This car show is a little bit different in the sense that it's really about storytelling. It's about telling the story of a person's passion for their automobile because these cars are very special to each and every individual guest that was on the program. And my job is, quite honestly, the easy one. The four appraisers, which were fantastic co-hosts on the show, I mean, between Addison, Todd, Randy, and Nick, they were the ones that were, you know, burdened with the hard job of putting the actual number on the car. What I get to do is what I've already mentioned. I get to sit with an owner and let them tell me a story about their car. Tell them to indulge the audience with why do they love whatever it is that they brought? Why did they get involved in it? Why did they have a passion for it? What have they done to it? It's almost like what we've talked about. What were the ups? What were the downs? What were the parts that made it frustrating to build? What were the parts that were the, the most gratifying to complete? And whether it was a young man and a motorcycle, an older guy that's had the car for 40 years or somewhere in between, between the rarity of the cars that are on the program or just the good old-fashioned pony and muscle cars. It's bringing together the stories of cars with their owners. Now, in the end, we get to put a value on the car. We get to look it over and find out inside out, whether it's modified, whether it's stock, what they've done to it, whether it, add value, whether it adds value, whether it detracts from value, and in the end, what it might be valued down the road. And Again, I, I say that the four appraisers, they were the ones that were burdened with the hard job. I got, I got the fun part. I got the part <laughs> that got to walk up and, 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 and interact and have that, that connection to the owner and talk about what their passion was, whether it be four or two wheels, and give them an opportunity to tell that story. And then you bring in an appraiser, we put a value on the car, it's a great way to enjoy other people's passion along with your own. But really, in, in the easiest way to say it, it's about as simple as you can imagine. There's no trickery. There's no three-day builds. There's no magical motor that gets dropped off. There's no drama. I mean, there's a little drama because obviously we need to build up to put a value on that car. But it's not even taken in the context of, as you know, and so many other people that would listen to your program know, you go to a major auction house and you get two guys with deep pockets and they'll pay three times as much for a car they know they shouldn't pay yeah. just because they're going to let the other guy know that they can spend more than them. This program puts a real value on the car in the sense that it's appraised 
from a value of whether it be replaced by insurance, whether it be sold, what they see it selling for. And coming up with that number is a real difficult job, you know, and I, I can't oh, yeah. commend the four, I can't commend the four appraisers. I, I can't tell you enough about Addison, Nick, Randy, and Todd. Their job was the hard one. I got the easy one. And it's just going to be a fun ride for people to kind of share, whether it's a car like the one they see on TV, whether it's kind of like the one on TV, or just wonder, wait a minute, as we say, what is my car worth? Yeah, sounds sounds like fun. Sounds great. Sounds cool. And you know, and everybody that has a cool car kind of wants to know what it's really worth. I mean, whether they're going to sell it or not, there's something in that that has a, a real value to them. So can't wait for that. I'll remind our listeners, you can just go to discovery.com, find out when the show airs in your area, but look for it this April 30th and Wednesday, May 2nd for the premiere of the series. All right, here's a very introspective question for you, Dennis. If you were a car, what kind of car would Dennis be and why? I would be a ZL1 Camaro. There you go. I kind of thought you'd I, say I, Camaro. I, well, I'm a Camaro on that. I, I, would be, I would be a ZL1 Camaro. Now, my Camaro guys over at Chevrolet will give me a hard time about this because I'm a little heavier than I'm supposed to be. Yes, <laughs> we all are, I think. <laughs> I'm a little heavier than I used to be. Uh, I'm pushing, well, they're over 50 years. I'm pushing my over 50 years, and I still, as the song says, I may not be as good as I once was, but I can always be as good as I was once. And (laughs) I, I look at myself like that. I mean, over the years, I've been able to somehow still share my passion and share my love for the automobile, share that with people that are like-minded and, and I'm, I'm just blessed to do that. And, and to tell you the truth, if I ever pick those right six numbers and believe me, I buy the tickets every week. The first car I'm going to buy is a ZL1 Camaro. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All of us have that bucket list of the fantasy lottery winning garage. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, Dennis up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah. Sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Yow listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018 through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA Fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYAP on checkout at Covercraft.com. Noah's the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material 
and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Dennis, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Camaro throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Boy, you dude, that's not it. That's an easy that's not an easy question. Um yeah. best automotive best automotive advice I've ever received. Make it safe, then make it fast, then make it fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, especially if you're gonna be on the racetrack or a drag strip, that's for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Never give up. Ah, um I'll yes. always look beyond the hurdles in life, because if you can do that, it is a serious key to being able to see success in the future and drive towards it. Nicely said. Awesome. Now, how about a resource? There are tons of awesome resources these days, thanks to the internet and all sorts of other cool tools and gadgets we have. But is there one resource that you really enjoy you'd like to share? Um, Friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will tell you the most important thing about my automotive expert. And, and, and I know when we talked, when I came on the program, you know, I've been labeled as an expert or an industry expert. Um, I'm only as smart as my friends and I am the very, very first person to admit, I don't know everything. And instead of acting like I know it all, pretending I know it all. I am the first person to say, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how that works. I don't know how to make that work. I'm going to find the person that can teach me and I'm going to go find them and I'm going to get that knowledge. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. People are awesome resources. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Well, right now, as much as I am a Camaro nut and always will be, one of the coolest guys I think I've ever met, an automotive guy through and through, and I know that he's the one person that makes my Camaro passion just fall away like it's water on a duck's back. Al Oppenheiser, who is the chief engineer of the Camaro, has Mm -hmm. worked on it for years. He's a guy who gets it because gifted, intelligent, smart, all the things you could say about a guy, but he's also an enthusiast. I think I would probably have a drink with Al. And since I don't drink, I try to have several drinks with Al. Mine would be club soda. And maybe he'd let me go out and drive his ZL1 convertible. There you go. That sounds like a plan. Nice. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Absolutely. And it was something that I read on an airplane in one long flight from Atlanta back to Portland, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Ah, yes. Um, The Art of Racing in the Rain will stir emotions in me, even right there. I kind of had to do the hard swallow for a second. Art of Racing in the Rain is is a book that touches me 
on so many levels to the point where when I read it on the plane, the lady sitting next to me literally was touching my shoulder, asking me if I was all right, because I'm not afraid to say I cry, but it is a story that if it doesn't, you don't have to be a car guy. It's centered around a car centric world, but it's one of those books that in a lesson in life to me, the best book I've ever read. Yeah. Garth Stein, the author of that book, has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, Dennis, that is the most recommended book after 1,019 people being on this show uh, that people, car guys like you and me and car gals and women enjoy uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Definitely worthwhile. And I remind our listeners, you can find all of Dennis's great resources he's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at the Cars Yeah website, just type Dennis Pitsenbarger into the search bar and that page will pop up. And there are quick, easy click links on all those to all these great resources so you can find everything he's shared with us. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Dennis. And this last question can be a real doozy. You've been on the track many times. You know what that means. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. But here's the catch. You got to get rid of all your other collector cars. You can only have one, but you got to drive it. You got to enjoy it. But the cool thing is, I'm buying it for you. So don't worry about the cost. That isn't even a factor here. So what's it going to be? You probably can see this coming from about a mile away. <laughs> um, now, what you're going to have to do is buy me the car and then pay for a lot of tickets. And I'm going to tell you why. Not because oh. I'm going to speed in it, not because something that I shouldn't be driving or how I'm going to drive it, but you're going to, you're probably going to get a kick out of this. And yes, it's coming from, you know, it's pretty obvious what it is. I would buy a 2013 Copo Camaro with an NA 427 and a power glide in it. And even though it doesn't have a VIN and even though it doesn't have exhaust and even though it's basically a drag car, I put mufflers on it. I tune it down, down to pump gas and I drive that sucker on the street and scare every little old lady I drove by. <laughs> Oh, I figured it'd be some kind of Camaro, but uh, that's not bad. Very, very nice. I can see you having some fun in that. Well, Dennis, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Uh, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you uh, rip off into the sunset in that Copo Camaro? I would say this. If you have a passion for anything, whether it be the automotive world that you and I are so lucky to be a part of, whether it's fishing, sewing, knitting, I I don't know what that might be. Enjoy it. You only get one trip on this earth. Uh, Hopefully there's a better place for all of us to go upstairs. Live hard, play hard, love your family, and above all, enjoy the very, very small amount of time you have on this earth because we only get one trip around the merry-go-round. So make it count, have fun, and just enjoy the ride. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and this new Discovery Series Sticker Shock? Well, I would say definitely go to Discovery and their websites or go to their social media pages. You can find me at, at CarGuyDennis. If you put my name, Dennis Pitsenbarger, in Google, you'll see everything from body and paint instructional videos to what I've done all along my career. But you know what? If you have a chance, make sure and check out Discovery on April 30th. We're going to have a great time with that special premiere after my friend Richard Rawling and his show has a couple new episodes. And, of course, our regular Wednesday night episodes starting on May 2nd at 10 p.m. And 
it's just going to be a fun ride. And I just can't say thank you enough for having me on the program, letting me share my automotive tomfoolery. And uh, if you get a chance and uh, you want to, you can always reach out to me. I'm not a guy that's hard to find. I'm not a guy that's hard to contact. And I spend a lot of time, you know, I said I didn't sleep at night. It's because a lot of the time I'm just responding to people that are nice enough to send me a note. So I make sure I try to send a note back to them. Even if it's a thumbs up and a thank you, I try to respond to every single person that's ever given me everything from a pat on the back to a hug. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find everything Dennis has shared on his show notes page here at CarsYeah.com. Just type Dennis in the search bar. That page will pop up. And make sure you tune into Discovery this Monday, April 30th to watch Sticker Shock as Dennis and his crew tell his guests what their cars are worth. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic series. Dennis, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being part of the program and you call me anytime. And uh, if you uh, hit that Powerball number, I'll expect the Copo Camaro in my driveway. (laughs) I will start searching right now for you. I'll have a lot of fun. I can't wait to drive south. About a two and a half hour drive here from Gig Harbor. Uh, It'll be a fun, fast drive for sure. You take care, my friend. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member Finra Sipic. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!